0: Thank you. Good morning, Grace Summit. Good morning. Let's try that again. It's, it's July 4th weekend. Good morning, Grace Summit. Good morning. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Well, happy July 4th to everybody here, and also everyone who was watching online. So we're going to have a great morning of worship. We're going to have a great afternoon of fellowship, and then we're going to have a great night of annoying the neighbors for at least a half hour this evening. So make sure you beat all that. So we have loaded up, you know, when they, it's like shoe shopping. When they're on sale, you grab a bunch, right? So that's what I've been doing all year. So uh, when the pastor asked me to open, I was like, okay, the, the scripture verse that kept coming to me was out, of, uh, uh, was out of Proverbs. And David writes, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into, not to, into the house of the Lord. So I, it hit me and that, that kept coming back to me and coming back to me and coming back to me. I'm like, I got it, Lord, thanks. Six times a charm, right? So I was glad when they said it to me and having being out for a couple of Sundays, this is a, a great day for me especially. So we are here in the house of the Lord. and We're gonna celebrate our wonderful Savior as long as we're gonna celebrate our wonderful nation. So we have live Molly for us on July 4th. <laughs> Go get him.
1: Amen, amen. He's good, amen? Amen. Let's try that again. My voice cracked. Amen, amen, right? Amen. I'm going to ask you if you're able, please stand. We're going to worship him this morning and thank him for all that he's done and the freedoms we have. Amen going to open us up in a word of prayer and then we're going to praise His name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank You for today. We thank You. We thank You that we're here together. We thank You that we get to gather in this place with one another and worship You openly. We thank You that we have that freedom. We thank You for every person here, for every life lived, for every story told, for every hurt that we've had. But we bring it all to You, Father God, because we know That your burden is light and that we don't have to carry it. In Jesus' name. And all the saints said Blessed be your name in the land that
2: is plentiful. These streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the Desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing, every blessing you pour out. The sun shining down on me when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Let's sing this praise of in every storm. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain Closes you
1: Good, amen. He's good, amen. Let's praise him this morning. Woo! Oh,
2: oh, oh, every blessing, every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord still I will say let's sing that every blessing every blessing you pour out I'll turn back to praise when the darkness closes you Lord still I will say blessed be the name of the in Jesus' name.
1: a sermon this week that talked about how, um, it's simple and I know it, but it, it mentioned how he's not a stressed out God. You know, he's not stressed. He knows all, he sees all. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. We know all the scriptures to read, but I've never thought about it as his character of who he is. That when I'm stressed, He's still calm. He's still stable and constant, and what we can put our hope and our our our, our peace in. And I don't know why it was so simple, but I I listened to the message twice. It was so good. I'd never heard it as as the Lord is constant in in his in his temperament also. And that if we're flailing around. The Lord isn't just trying to keep up with us. He's not trying to like match our energy or try to try to stay with where we are. He's he's God and he's not a stressed out God. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that something to celebrate? He's not He's not taken back when something happens. He's so good and so constant. So I wanna sing this again, because in Christ alone, He's our cornerstone. He's what we put it all on. He's what we stake it all to. He's what we're attached to. And He never fails, not once. And if nothing else happens, the rest of this year for me. Y'all, this has been the most blessed year of my life. I could write a whole book or make a whole video about how 2023 has been the most blessed year for me. But if he did nothing else the rest of this year, I still woke up today. You know? I still I still get to stand in here with y'all. And I still get to sing and worship him. And I heard I heard in the same message that I listened to this week a pastor talk about the heart of a church and what a church's vision in. And I'm so grateful that our pastors, I'm not gonna cry and I'm not gonna talk that much longer, I promise. I'm so grateful that our pastor's vision for this church is not just to grow. Our pastor's heart for this church and this community is not just numbers. His heart and Pastor Lisa's heart is for people to know the love of Jesus. It's not just so we can have a fuller service or a bigger room or a more packed out online community or in-person community, but it's so that the people in this community know how loved they are and how valuable they are and how they have a calling that nobody else has. And I'm shocked that I work in social media and I see so many comments, but some people have never been told that they're loved. And some people have never been told that they're gonna do great things for the Lord if they follow Him. And so today, I'm just grateful that if nothing else happens this year, I'm in here with y'all worshiping a good God, amen? We're worshiping a good God in a church with people that wanna see restoration, that wanna see healing, that we wanna see families come back together, financial restoration. So let's sing this out together. And Christ
2: alone, Call Hey With trumpet sound, oh may I then in Him be found, trust in His righteousness alone, and faultless stand before the throne.
1: trying to keep hijacking service. I really want to sing this bridge. Miss Sherry, it's not in our schedule, I'm so sorry, but we all know it. I just got off of two weeks of camp and watching a bunch of kids and teens and young adults chase after God makes me really not care how loud or obnoxious or Pentecostal I seem. And I really want to sing this bridge together.
2: come here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory god is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence lord let us become Experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence, God, it's here. Let us experience the glory of. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. And everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all fame and the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out lord my soul cries out everlasting your light will shine when all else fades you're never ending your glory goes beyond And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out, Lord, my soul cries out from the inside out, Lord, my soul cries out. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence god let us experience the glory of your goodness We don't want to take you for granted We don't want to become used to this
3: Jesus. For this spirit right now, I um I want to do something, and this is July 2nd. It's um, you know, we celebrate America this weekend. Um I didn't wear anything red, white, and blue, but I do have my American flag cowboy boots on. Can I have an amen? And uh, um, I, we, we, we were talking in the small group this morning, and um I want so I want us to take this moment to do something and to commit to something. Uh, and you hear a lot of people pre- pre- preaching the prediction or the um, destruction of America. Um, you know, um, we were talking in there because I made the comment. Sometimes I always have a real problem with that uh, because it's so doomy and gloomy. And I believe this I don't care how bad it's getting, Jesus is taking care of me and my family. Can I have an amen? My God will meet our needs. But we are still, as his people, those who stand in the gap. And it is our job to contend for the faith and to intercede. Um, um, You know, this is just me. I am proud to be an American. I am thankful to be an American. I can cry over it. I remember as a little boy, I'd watch things on TV and it showed people in China and Africa and war-torn Vietnam. You know, this is, I'm, you know, That ended in 73, so I was seven. I remember watching that. I'd sit there and I'd say, thank God I got born here. Thank God I got born here. And I know people say, well, it ain't perfect. Well, nothing is. Can I have an amen? Even Chick-fil-A chicken ain't perfect. Can I have an amen? And even at not perfect, I can still weep when you watch people get in a, a junk boat. I saw one time Cubans took pods and floated a truck, a truck, and floated that thing and paddled that thing across, trying to just, just trying to get here. So it ain't perfect by no means, and everybody say amen. amen. But it ain't the worst either. It is still considered the best. And yeah, people still coming. So but I want us to commit to do three things, okay? One is that we intercede For revival in our land and that you know let's let's back up maybe four we intercede for revival in our life you know most people want revival for everybody else but you need revival I need revival let's do this for fun who in here is a Christian raise your hand who in here needs Jesus you should keep your hand up We all need a savior. You need a savior just as much today as you did the day you got saved. You always have to have a savior. And you need to realize that without him, you are nothing, that's one. Two, we need to pray for revival in our country. Three, we need to walk out that love towards other people. And four, we need to contend for the American faith. Uh, for let me put the faith in America and we have to pray for that. We have to contend for that We have to be bold enough to stand up and speak righteousness to those things And that means being involved and speak and I'm not talking about going on tangents or going nuts Can I have an amen to that but at least being the voice of Christ in this world? Yes. For too long. We have been way too quiet as a, as a body of not us but the body of Christ We should have been more vocal when things were happening. We should have been more vocal And if somebody says well you know whatever you're just not showing love yes I am I love my children and I don't want you around them can I have an amen I do love you but you're not gonna do that in front of my kids we're not gonna go there and so there's some things we need to do as a a church so I want you to do this if you will Um, uh, I, I want you to hold your hand up we're gonna take a pledge okay before God, and I'm just gonna pray a prayer, but I want you to pledge every day this month to pray for America, to pray for yourself, to pray for America, for revival, to pray that the love of God will be made manifest and that God will give us ways to contend for the faith. Can I have an amen? Father, in Jesus' name, we just plead your blood over our lives, over our country over your love being shown forth and fourthly that you would give us ways to contend for the faith in this land to fight for your voice to be spoken in this land and redemption to fall father we thank you that you have blessed this country you chose israel but america chose you and so father we thank you right now we intercede and we ask you father to forgive us as a people forgive us as a nation we, 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 we will be like Daniel and stand in the gap and repent for things we hadn't even done because, Father, we see that our nation needs your help. We ask you, Father, and we remind you that we have put our trust in you time and time again, and we ask that you never forget that. We thank you, Father, that your blood has been proclaimed in this land and to other lands through the great work of missionaries from this country. And Father, we thank you that your hand of blessing extends to us. And that, Father, we ask that your hand of blessing purge out those who don't want your voice. Purge out those who are dissenting and prideful against you. And we ask you, Father, for your peace and your grace. That, Father, according to the song, God shed your grace on this earth, on this country god shed your grace on america in jesus name but father we commit to pray every day this month for this country for revival in us for revival in our land for the love of god to be made known and to be able to contend for the faith in this day in every arena in jesus name and father i thank you right now whether anybody in america is proud to be an american we are Thankful father for where you've placed us on this earth We thank you father for every country out there, but this is ours. This is our home and we thank God for it in Jesus name in Jesus name and everybody say amen Amen, you know sometimes when you say that you've got the best country everybody gets all mad at you Well, you know, why don't you like my country? I got the best kids Y'all don't. Can I have an amen? That's all there is to it. Y'all got good kids, but they ain't my kids. Is anybody else different than that? I realize that. Your kids are better to you than mine are to you. I'm happy with that. You know why? Because they're mine. I'm stuck with them. I didn't even get to choose them. Can I have an amen? They just popped right out. And I mean, I'm stuck. But I I decided I was going to love them, and I'm happy with them. And they they need help. Can I have an amen? They need to grow up. Can I have an amen? Amen. You know, I mean, I mean, they're they're all maturing. Yes, but they're mine, and I love them. This country's mine, and I love it. Can I have an amen? Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Keep playing. I just as we get ready to, um, we're going to sing one more chorus in just a moment. Um, I've kind of changed our service format a little bit and um, if you got if you need an offering envelope there in front of you this is an act of worship our, our giving our receiving uh, who in here knows that technically everything in life should be an act of worship Amen. we should do all things as unto the lord and so everything we do should be worshipful i remember as a kid though now they took it to extremes uh if you go to the movies would jesus sit there beside you in that movie well, they preached that he wouldn't and he was all going to hell if you went to the movie. Um, but who in here knows? I, I think there's certain movies Jesus would watch. I think Jesus would watch The Three Stooges. Can I have an amen? I, th- I think I think Jesus would find that funny. That's just me. I do. I love them. And uh, in fact, on every one of them. Can I have an amen? Sometimes when I get aggravated with stuff, just get me a little stooges and it blesses my soul. But everything should be a worship in Genesis chapter 1 as we get ready to give I just want to encourage you verse 27 says "Well, 26 says let but God let us make man in our image verse 27 says so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female he created them I'm gonna just tell you real quick don't anybody let anybody change this out of your heart especially if you're younger you are made in the image of God that is why it is sin to take any man-made thing and worship it Amen. it's also sin to worship yourself Amen. but now this is going to make funny it makes more sense to do that than to worship something you can make that makes at least some sense because you're in the image of god a wooden statue or something the sculpture no not even in his image you are in the image of god we got that point made but then it says So then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Who in here knows why God gave that command? Because that is the same image that God has. Have you ever thought about that? It does God not, is he not fruitful? Does he not multiply? does he not fill the earth and subdue it? Yeah. Now he, he, he has that power and ability. So God is basically telling us to be like him. You should be fruitful and multiply. My brother, um, I love telling stories of my brother, but I can't believe it, that part of the energy culture in North Carolina is made by my brother. God help us, can I have an amen? He works for a Duke energy. And he made a comment one time he said uh everybody who works for him and he doesn't have a degree he's just ojt did mm-hmm. all his life and they keep promoting him every time they get to get a promotion they'll say you ain't getting it you ain't got the degree everybody who works for him has masters and he says they take he goes it's hard on me sometimes keeping up he says but every job they'll say you can't have it this time because you don't have a degree but we want you to fill in for a little bit And six months later they'll say we hadn't found anybody can we just give you the title and god bless him he's smart he says as long as you give me the money can i have an amen okay but he says everybody who comes to work for him he tells him real quick he says you have one job in my department and that's to produce he said if you don't produce in your job we have a problem because your job is to produce that's just that's just so good your job on this earth as a christian is to produce and multiply to make converts to win souls to share the love of god can i have an amen, amen. why because you are in his image who in here knows that a car that don't run ain't a blessing why cause its image is to produce crank up, to make good godly, deep-throated sounds. Can I have an amen? Like the rumblings of God in the heavens. And have that roar and that rumble and take off. And that's what it's supposed to, that's that's the image everybody has of that car. It's going to move. The image we do not have is to get in and sit there and go, well, I ain't got no gas. I ain't got no engine. Thank you. Boy, this is a great car. What do we do with that car? We call pull apart. Can I have an amen? We get 250 for it and we let them haul it away. You are called to produce. Now here's something about it. Since you're called to do it and commanded to do it, you can always do it. Cause he wouldn't tell you to do something you can't do. That'd be wrong. So look at somebody and say, I'm a producer in the kingdom. I always give more than I take I always produce that's an easy thing in me because that's my image and I am an image maker can I have an amen okay now I want some social media accounts with that on it in a couple hours I want you to hold your offering in your hand however you give all the ways to give are on the screen and um, if you got your offering in your hand or your your phone and I always do this just to mark our minds mark your heart father in Jesus name we thank you that you've given us an image to live up to your image that we have been created in your class in your image we are not God father we do not ascribe to that but we are in your image we are not an original we may be a good copy but we are never the original but father we are producers like you've called us to be and we produce in the kingdom Thank you, Father, that not only do we produce, but we multiply, we receive the power of multiplicity in our life from you, that those things which we touch with our hand prospers. According to Psalms chapter 1, Father, whatsoever we do prospers in Jesus' name. So Father, we ask you that you take our, you receive our tithing and our offering and our alms that you receive it with thanksgiving. Father, we give it with thanksgiving. It's a part of our life. And Father, for everyone in here, anybody watching, we ask, Father, that you would supernaturally meet their needs all the days of their life. I am reminded of Philippians 4, that my God shall supply your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, that we know you are faithful. As Molly said, you are faithful. In Jesus' name. And so, Father, for our church, we thank you that you are faithful. We call every bill paid. We thank you, Father God, that you meet our need. We just believe you, Father, to supernaturally pay off our building, fix our ACs, do whatever we need, that you always do it well. But more importantly, Father, you give us means, ability, and money to preach the gospel and to bless people. In Jesus' name. And so Father, we thank you. Right now, we believe, Father, every week for more than fifteen thousand dollars. And thank you, Father. We get it some, but we believe in it comes all the time. So that we can do more. In Jesus' name. Everybody says. Amen.
2: For the free man singing, he's delivering me, yes, he has. Look out for the woman shouting, his garments made me clean. Listen up for the seasons changing, he's rebuilding everything. Listen for the people shouting, this is true.
1: Praise
3: this morning, amen. Glory to God, amen. Give Molly a good hand clap, amen. Who in here loves Molly? Amen. She still tells me y'all love her more than me. She's told me that for 15 years now. I
1: got a a really good hand clap just then, I'm just saying.
3: It's all about you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, it's not about Jesus today. It's all about Molly. Praise the Lord. Amen. No, no. I, uh, I want to encourage everybody immediately after service, we're going to have a, uh, what well, I'm calling a July 4th meal. It's just hot dogs, chips, baked beans and you know, it's just good American, um, junky American food. Can I have a praise God? Amen. Okay. Hey, oh, I didn't get her. Mark, can you get Molly for me? And, um, oh, Mark, Mark, just do this. Hey, okay. Hey, let me know when we're done out there. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I was supposed to do that before service. So y'all would know that, not know that we communicate like that so that it looks like we just know what's going on. But I don't. Um, so, uh, so, but the first Sunday of every month between now and the end of the year, we did this a number of years ago, but we're calling it family, uh, family Sunday. That's why our kids are in here. And um, so it's going to be probably a little abbreviated, hopefully. Um, hopefully I can do that. Um, I do not, I hear that I do not do that well. But all the preachers that I love don't do it well either. So I will just, you know, hey, I learned from them. And so um, um, anyway, so the, the first Sunday of every month, we're going to have a service, be family Sunday, and then we're going to have a meal afterwards. And so we've already got some things planned for the rest of the year. And uh, December, I'm looking forward to, we usually di- always did a Christmas Eve breakfast. And uh, so we're on that first Sunday, we're gonna have a Christmas Eve breakfast for lunch. Um, because who in here knows breakfast is a meal that you can eat all the time, amen. Last night, I had sausage and eggs and toast for dinner. And the Lord blessed me. Can I have an amen? It was just the goodness of God. So, so I want to encourage you, if you've got plans to stay, um, please stay. If, if you don't have plans to stay, please stay. Uh, and then tonight at 8.30, we're going to have fireworks. And I say around 8.30, we may push it off a little bit because if it's uh, dark, to make sure it's good and dark, and we got a good hand clap over there for fireworks, amen. And um, so anyway, so they're already working on that. Uh, that'll be, so if it rains and we'll send a text out, if it's raining hard here. Now here's what's funny about this place, about everywhere around here. It didn't rain at my house yesterday at all. It didn't rain at my house but it thundered at my house for a good 35, 40 minutes and it looked like all hell was falling out all around <laughs> where I live. I can leave the church with the monsoon and Noah pulling up and get home dry as a bone. I have been at my house many times, and I'm like, Lord, it's got to be just, the church building has got to be just soaking in water. Drive over here, not a drop. So we're going to call it for the church area. So it may be raining where you are, it may be raining where I'm at, but we're going to call it. So about 7.30, if it looks like it's you know, going to mess up, um, we'll send a text out to everybody and let you know that we're going to postpone it till next Sunday. Uh, We're going to shoot fireworks sometime. Can I have an amen? Okay. Uh, It may be Sunday next Sunday after church, right after service and not be as pretty, but we're going to blow something up for Jesus. Amen. Okay. So that'll be, but that's tonight. And I say around 830. Again, we're not doing any meal or anything. I encourage you to come about eight if you want to just hang out fellowship, watch the uh, fireworks crew, pray that they don't blow up something. Can I have an amen? Uh, Last year they had a concrete block blow up and shrapnel went everywhere thank god nobody got hurt uh a couple of years before that rusty god bless him about blew the church up can i have an amen we've joked about that for years and it really wasn't his fault but we blamed him ever since and (laughs) it's now become a legend in its own mind and so we just love rusty amen and so uh amen if you got your bibles turn with me to um, a passage in luke chapter two uh i'm not going to preach real long i'm just going to kind of hit my points real hard and quick uh, because today's a family day, and I want, I want to encourage you to fellowship. Who in here knows fellowship is a righteous part of, of the Christian life? Uh, the Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Four things that always make sense is required to be a, a good, strong Christian. You have to have fellowship because the Bible says iron sharpens iron, and how good is it for brethren to dwell in unity? And we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Everybody needs community. You need to have community. You need to have somebody around you. That's one of the reasons why 12-step programs require weekly, monthly, daily meetings. It keeps you focused. Can I have an amen? So anyway, Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to read this verse here. This is verse 42, and then I'm going to jump ahead to verse 49. Now, I'm going um, to ask you a question, and I want, I want a response. Okay. I want a good response. Is God slow? Does he seem slow? Yes. That's my opinion. Okay. I agree with everybody on that. God is never slow. He's never late. He's never early. It seems, but he is on time. And who in here knows that once you get that revelation, life makes sense. And it makes gives you some patience and peace but there are things in our life sometimes that it does seem that god is slow and that it doesn't seem like things are ready and we have to wait now i've joked for years i do believe that when we go to if somebody goes to hell that just as much as in heaven there'll be levels of 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 reward in hell there will be levels of punishment i believe the first level of punishment in hell is for everybody who doesn't know jesus I believe the second level of punishment—people don't know Jesus—and then mass murderers and Hitlers and you know Pol Pot's and you know dictators—and that deepest, most punishing level of hell is for people who are not saved, but drive slow in the left lane on 285. Can I have an amen? That right there is going to be the deepest, most painful, punishing torment that God could ever give anybody. Amen. Because uh, I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting. I was making toast last night to eat dinner. I didn't even wait for it to get dark. I was ready for toast. So it was hot enough to melt the butter, but who in here likes waiting? Nobody likes waiting in 2023. Everything's instant. You know what's funny is uh, God waited 400 years about at the end of the book of Malachi to the book of Matthew. 400 years of no talking to his people. 400 years. But if you let Netflix buffer for more than 30 seconds, we're changing the channel. Can I have an amen? If YouTube doesn't play immediately, I have actually grabbed my phone and like, this is taking so long. Not realizing we are traveling thousands of miles, to satellites, to relays, to transmission lines, to microwaves, to get to my phone, to tell me anything I want to know. I think we live in the greatest day ever. Thank y'all for that wealth of enthusiasm. To those of you who wish to live in another decade, you're stuck here. Can I have an amen, okay? But it does seem like sometimes we wait. Now, I'm going to throw this out, there, that, and, and before I mention anything else, Jesus had to wait. That's just part of life. And when we realize that's a part of the process, we don't get upset. Who in here wants a revival in America? Say amen. amen. Who in here wants America to change for the better? Say amen. amen. Who in here is believing for an outpouring of God's Spirit, like spoken in the, by the prophet Joel in the book of Acts? Say Amen. amen. Who has seen some of those things, amen? But who in here believes there's more to come? But until it comes, what do we do? We wait. We wait wait with patience. We wait with expectation. Now again, sometimes when you talk and preach like this, people think that you're talking about petitions. But now if I've got godly petitions based on scripture, I have to receive that by faith. But even when I receive that by faith, sometimes there's a time frame between the amen and the I got it now, So what do you do in that time? You wait. But having done all to stand, we stand. So we wait in an active mode. It's not like, well, I'm I'm just giving up. I guess if the Lord wants to do it, he'll do it. No, I am actively waiting. But we have to wait sometimes. Luke chapter two, verse 42. And when he was 12 years old, They went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. So I'm just putting this out here. Jesus was about 12. Now Jesus entered ministry about the age of 30, died around 33. We don't have TikTok or Twitter back then, so we don't have actual video confirmation. Can I have an amen? Okay. But those are about the right dates. Verse 49, he said to them, why did you seek me? So this is the story. Uh, sorry, verse 42. This is the story where his mom and dad lose him for about you know, a couple days, three days. I think this is funny too. I always love that part. If you read it in Luke chapter two, they go, where have you been? We've been anxiously looking for you. Well, they didn't anxiously look for two days. So I've been mean, I always loving that. You know, isn't that a good mom and daddy guilt thing? We have been upset about this for, we are just upset. I hadn't known where he is for two days, did you? No, I didn't know either. I, I thought he was with you. I thought he was you. So he's in here, he's in the courts talking to the temple priest and uh, he, he's debating scripture and, they, and they're marveled at his wisdom. In verse 49, he says to them, why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? At 12, Jesus had an inkling of who he was and what he's gonna do. Amen. But still got 18 years. Can I have an amen? amen? Who's ever heard of the ministry of Andrew Womack? Now I like Brother Womack. I've always had. I've known a Brother Womack since the oh God, early '80s. A friend in Charlotte used to bring him in. Nobody knew about Brother Womack. He had a little. He was on radio a little bit. That's how this friend of mine found him. And he'd fly him in, bring him in. He pre- pre- preached a camp meeting every year in Charlotte for years. And a lot of people don't know this, Brother Womack, Andrew Womack. Uh, just just country, laid back. And I've met him before. What you see on TV is what you get in person. And I like that. There ain't no air about him. Just a sweet man with a great revelation of God's grace in our life. Uh, he's seen several people raised from the dead. And I, I mean, you know, just got this. But he was on radio for years. Now, I mean, he's got this huge footprint of, of, of ministry now. He's got Bible colleges all across the, you know, in different parts of the country and uh, different parts of the world. I mean, he's on TV, he's got internet. I mean, he's, I mean he, he's just doing it all over the place. And he's like almost 70 now. But I mean, it's only been in like the last 15 years that his ministry's just blown up. And he said, the Lord told him in his 50s, he said, you are just now at the place where I've always wanted you. Just now? Just now I'm at the place, you want me? Well, why didn't we start just now 30 years ago? Because who in here knows sometimes it's not us waiting on God. It's God waiting on us. And you ought to write that down. God's not all, I'm not always waiting on him. God could be waiting on me to get some things right. But now Jesus, in this instance, it ain't his time. There's actually about 35 times in the book of John that time is mentioned. Time's important. Because who in here knows there's going to become a time in the twinkling of an eye, he's coming back, and if you ain't got your time right, you're going to miss it. That ain't a good appointment to miss. There's a time appointed unto man once to die. Time is big with God. Now God don't it matter about time. God is past, present, future. I mean, He's all 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 the time. He's always now, but He's also past and present. Yep. I mean, I, I I can't even wrap my head around that thought. How can you be past and future and still be here? But He is, yes. and since He said He is, He is. There's also, there are a lot of places, there's actually four different places in John where Jesus actually says, my time has not yet come, which means he's got to wait. If Jesus can wait, we can wait, so which goes back to my title for this series. He's been there. Everything you ever go through life, Jesus has been there. And again, the moment I say that, I know in our feminist age, I'm going to get some woman, send me an email, and say, well, Jesus could never have childbirth. (laughs) Yes, true, and you can never give your life for the sins of the earth. That trumps childbirth. Can I have an amen? Amen. Thank you for the couple women who amen me on that. (laughs) And Eli, God bless y'all, amen. (laughs) 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 So another thing to always remember this. I want to throw this out. Who who in here knows that while we might think that God ain't doing anything, God's always working. Who in here knows that God was always working to get Jesus ready for his hour? Jesus was working to get ready. Just because you can't see things don't mean God ain't doing anything. And you gotta have patience in that. In fact, you ought to have a lot of faith that God is able to work all the stuff together. Isn't it amazing sometimes when you have a a car breakdown, has some issue that the person you need just shows up, which means God had to prompt that person or an angelic being to make sure that y'all meet at that same moment. And I've actually had a few run-ins where, I mean, I had people and it's just who I needed at that very moment. And thank God there's been some times I've been the person that they needed. And I thank God for that, that makes me actually, I had more fun at that than doing the other. Cause who in here knows it's more blessed to give than to receive? And so I, you know, thank God I've, I've pulled up. I actually just waited around sometimes and just somebody pulls up and I'm like, you need some help. Oh, I need some help. But thank God we can help. God was working when I couldn't see. That's where we ought to believe that what God is good, his mercy endures forever, and he's an ever present help in a time of need. He's always there, no matter what you're waiting on. And who in here knows well, a lot of us are waiting? We're waiting on growth. We're waiting on money. We're waiting to lose weight. Those are my three. Can I have an amen? Okay, I ain't talking about nobody else. I'm talking about me. Those six cinnamon rolls I ate this morning, they were small ones too, but anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Isaiah 64, verse four says, for from of old, no one has heard nor perceived by the ear nor has seen a God beside you. This is amplified. Who works and shows himself active on behalf of him who earnestly wait for him. God works and shows himself active for those who earnestly wait on him. God works and is always active for you who actively wait on him. You have every confidence that God is working. Always, Can I have an amen? amen. Sometimes people say, well, what's going to happen if we get there? I don't know. But I know that God is actively working when I get there to be there. And it's going to be okay. Can I have an amen? amen? So never doubt that God is working on your behalf. Never. Never doubt that. Always have confidence that God's working. Now, this is a, um, a, a, another thing that I'm going to just throw out. Who in here knows that sometimes God needs to do something in you before he can do something through you? And who in here knows, and this is the honest truth. Let's be honest. We never learn anything by easy. We learn, everything we learn in life, we learn because it's hard. Or we learn it because the struggle.
2: (laughs) This is just so hard. I don't want to do this anymore. I just like
3: it. Oh, you're four years old. Can I have an amen? And the reason I say that was last night. We were visiting with uh, Luke and Laura, the new baby still smells like baby. Can I have an amen? Just all you know that baby oil smell. Just breathing that smell and stuff. Jackson's over there, so I mean I'm trying, to, I'm playing with him because I didn't want you know he, I know he's there's that <laughs> I don't want them to do with like Mary and Joseph did with Jesus. Where's Jackson? I don't know. I ain't seen him for two days. You know, got to do so I'm playing with him and talking and stuff. And he says I want to do this, and his dad real quick goes, No. I mean. I was impressed. I was impressed with this. Uh, tears, a, a, a tear. I don't know how he did it. Do you know what kind of altar ministry I could have if on command I could, uh, and just tears come? You know what I'm saying? I mean, people, oh, he was so moved. No, no, no. I'm just four years old. I mean, tears, tears are out of his eyes. Uh, I don't like that. I said, why don't you like Jackson? I don't like being told no. I said, Jackson, we don't care. <laughs> I said, no one cares if you like it. I said, you don't get to like everything in life. I said, there's stuff I don't like. There's stuff you don't like. I said, yes, like what? Like you crying right now. I don't like that. Can I have an amen? So you got to grow up sometimes. You got to realize some of that. But saying that to say, you got to realize that sometimes God's wanting to do something in you. And that takes growth. That takes struggle. I don't, but again, when I look back in life, some of my fondest memories were when we struggled, just trying to make it, trying to fix something. I, I, I still think of this. I remember one time I was working on a van we had and I couldn't get the flywheel off. And you're supposed to rent some special tool and I couldn't find it. And I'm laying in bed and I'm praying about it and I can't, I can't fix this truck. If I don't fix this truck, we ain't got no family car. What am I gonna do? And I didn't have the money to pay nobody, and I already had it in pieces, so I can't take it to nobody, which means I don't wanna pay for somebody to come. And I'm laying in bed, and I mean like a revelation. I'm just, I'm just God, I am said, God, I don't know what to do. I said, you gotta help me. And I mean like a flash, I saw myself weld a tool. I mean, I sat up and I said, I can do this. I can make that. And I did. And it worked and got it off and broke. But why did I care? I only needed it one time. That's why I didn't want to go buy the tool for $200. I don't need it again. I'm telling you, I look back on that struggle. You want know to learn from it? Just trust in him. Because, man, I was all worked up. I mean, I was fighting and crying inside. I mean, fretting over. Man, how am I going to fix this? What am I going to do? Why, why, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And what am I going to do for a car? I, I, I can't even get my family around right now. I have to use my blue car. Well, the blue car was the old car. By this time, the kids are all big. They're going to all be sitting on top of each other. <laughs> what do I care? I'm in the front seat. Can I have an amen? Okay, I don't know. So, God does something in you. And while you're waiting, God is working. And I to say this again, wait actively, wait actively. Now I'm gonna share this and just so, so you think about this, I, I've always loved this story about the Bible. In, in the uh, Old Testament, there was a thing called the dysphoria or dysphoria. It is a time whenever the Jews were dispersed. Now, I mentioned this earlier. God spoke to the nation of Israel and his people from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Malachi and then he takes 400 years and he don't say a word. Who's ever felt like you are in that place of the gulf between the Testaments and God's not saying anything? Now if you're ever in that position, here's two things to do. One, go back to the last thing you heard him say and do it. Because I have found that he will quit talking new stuff if I'm not doing the old stuff. If I'm not being obedient on this, why give me something else to do? But at the same time, sometimes it's because God's doing something. Now, there is a verse. Let me find my verse in my notes. Galatians 4, 4. I want want to make sure we get this on the screen before I do this. Galatians 4, 4. Galatians 4, 4. This is so good. But it says, but when, are we there? Oh, I still see Luke 2 back on the back one. There we go. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born a woman, uh, born of a woman, born under the law. So God had to wait, and it says the fullness of time. What does that mean? You could say when it was the right time. So for 400 years, nobody hears a word from God. Before this, you had what was called the didactic teaching method, which is a lot like preaching. But then all of a sudden, during this 400 years, the Socratic teaching method came. The difference is, is right now, we're not doing question and answer. Law school is Socratic. I'll ask a question, you come back, I'll ask you a question, come back, and it keeps bouncing around. But you were encouraged to ask a question. The previous model for thousands of years was, this is truth, You accept it, no questions asked. But the Socratic method changed everything. And it taught people that it's okay to ask questions. During this time also, you had a guy by the name of Alexander, who since he conquered the entire world, they called him great. And during this time, Greek became a common language. So all the known world could talk a little Greek. First time in history since before Babel that most people could communicate with other cultures. And then around 280 in that 400 year gulf, 280 BC, in between Malachi and Jesus' birth, they took the Old Testament and they translated it into Greek. So now you got in text, a place where all everybody can read. So you've got a common language that you can understand a little. You've got a book, the Old Testament, that everybody can read now, a little bit. And then you've also got the dysphoria taking place, which was during Roman times, you had all these roads going all over the world. And all all roads lead to? Which also means all roads lead away from Rome. So you could be in Rome and travel to all the known world and that right there is when God chose to give Jesus. Because all of a sudden, you're in a culture that's okay to ask questions and they're asking questions. Where's our Messiah? And God sends Jesus. And at the same time, he could speak to no matter ever culture right around there in Jerusalem and they could understand because they all had a common language. And at the same time, he could also talk about the law in the Old Testament, why? Because there was now more written of it and it, was under, and it had been translated. So even the, 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 the infidels, the non-Jews, the Gentiles, they could read it and they understood some of it. And then at the same time, once Jesus came onto this earth to preach the gospel and preach the goodness of God and the grace of God, why? There was a road system to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. You could have not picked a better time for Jesus to come, especially because of language, because of the book, the translation, and because of roads. And it's the first time the fullness of time had come to where all that took place. Now, I heard this illustration probably 25 years ago from a pastor friend of mine, and we were talking about learning Greek. And he made the comment, he says, you know why everybody should know how to read Greek? No, why? He said, and he stopped, he goes, cause Greek, is the, the the language that changed the world. In fact, to be honest now, what is the language that has changed the world? English. English is considered the language of success of the world. If you wanna be successful in the world, get out of America, you know what you have to speak? You have to speak English. Sarah Beth just got done uh, with, uh, chaperoning a, a European tour into Germany and Poland and all this stuff. She said she was amazed. She says, I mean, not heavily, she goes, very, very strong English speaking. She said, if they're under the age of 30, she goes, I could have a conversation with anybody on this earth. Why? Because that was, that's the language of transmission. Is that right? Do you know that right now for a plane to fly anywhere in the world, you know what language they're supposed to use with their traffic controllers? English. You know why? Because they've had two or three accidents where they couldn't communicate. So they actually made a whole new system and to pass, you, gotta, you gotta talk. Now sometimes in certain cult- countries, when you first connect, after you connect, they'll talk French or Egyptian or whatever, whatever language. But initial, you gotta talk some English. And God worked all those years to work, to wait. And we sit back and we think, well man, God wasn't doing anything for 400 years. He was doing everything for 400 years. Getting it right, ready for Jesus to come. Why? Because he's not willing that any should perish. He loves everybody. And he wants you to know how much he loves you. And you know what? Sometimes it's good to wait. I read a story one time about this girl and she was writing about her dad and her mom. All her life as a child, she stood when her mother entered the room. She was taught that. That was respect. She said to the day her mom died, and she was in her 60s when her mom died. I should say late 50s, or 60s, 58, 59, 60s. What, she said to the day her mom died, she stood. If her mom walked in the room, she stood. She says, "I can I cannot help it? Now who in here knows we don't even do that anymore. I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I lean on the should. But she said she could not put on makeup till she was 16. This is back in the 50s. And she asked her mom one time very defiantly because her her dad was in show business and her mom was in show business and they wore makeup all the time. She's like, why can't I wear makeup till I'm 16? She said, because you should have something to look forward to. You shouldn't get everything you want in life. She says, because you already get everything you want almost now because her dad was rich. In the 50s, her dad made 30 to $40,000 a week. In the 50s, that's money. I would take 30 to $40,000 a week now. Can I have an amen? But 50s money, 30, 40000 wow. So she got anything. She says, no, you need to have something to look forward to. And she actually made the comment, she goes she hated her mom for that at that time, 14, 15. She says, but way later, she goes, I so appreciate her giving me the structural boundaries to understand there are some things worth waiting for. Can I have an amen? amen? So who in here is ready to wait? And here's the other side. If you know what's coming, what's it matter? Because you know he'll get it here on time. Amen. Now I don't like waiting. <laughs> I was ticked off this week. I bought a part for something I was fixing. I paid extra to have it two-dayed. It's supposed to be at my house Tuesday. And since Saturday night, it was stuck in Memphis, Tennessee. Lost by a federal company that should be expeditious. Can I have an amen? No, I'm not going to name names at all on public and online. But they should be expeditious. And they were not expeditious this federal company they lost it two things I was so mad now here's what's funny it's 955 degrees outside it feels like I didn't want to work on it anyway and when I did work on it it was 1030 at night because it was cool the humidity was so high I had a sweat ball hanging on the end of my nose. Can I have an you You not know saying? It's just a bouncing all over. I got sweat running in my eyes. It was terrible. <coughs> I didn't want to do it anyway. But I got aggravated and impatient. So I, find I had to order some from another company. That one company said, do you want us? Oh, they actually emailed me. We're sorry, we didn't know you paid for expedited shipping. Would you like to reorder? No. I'll give you another shot later, but I needed the parts ordered to somebody else and they got it to me in two days. And so, you know, I mean, but that's why, here I was aggravated about something that I wasn't gonna act on immediately. It's not life or death. It's not mama's oxygenator. It's not my oxygenator. It's not my medicine that I gotta have or something, you know what I'm saying, some extreme thing. It's nothing like that. Let's be patient. Let's enjoy the ride. I close with this when i was a kid a lot of sundays after church on sunday morning we'd go ride didn't have money to do things sometimes so we'd take picnics we'd go up and towards virginia from north from winston-salem and we'd ride and there was a place called mayberry May, mayberry's mill and it was an old water wheel grinding mill and it's still there and then we would go there and we'd walk around we didn't we didn't buy nothing didn't have money But we'd walk around looking there, and then we would drive down the road, and there was this place right off the road with these huge magnolia trees, and we'd have a picnic. I look back. Those are some of my fondest memories as a kid. And then if we didn't do that, we'd go to Hanging Rock State Park. There's a state park in North Carolina. It's called Hanging Rock because there's this arch that... Some rock that kind of hangs over and it's called hanging rock and you climb it. I can't even believe they let you climb this thing. You actually climb up. I I was six, seven, eight years old. We're climbing the sides. You're holding on to roots. OSHA would shut it. I don't even think you can climb it up anymore. We couldn't climb it. Probably, I know one year we probably did it once every other month at least um, (laughs) until summer came. I mean, it was great. But I tell you, I hated, I hated waiting to get there. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to get into it, but I hated coming home. I mean, it seemed like the drive home was just too quick. I enjoyed hearing my mama sing, telling stories, entertaining us, playing games. And then sometimes I would just, especially if my mom and dad had friends, and I love to, I always liked, I've always liked old people. Can I have an amen? In fact, most people tell me I am an old people, that I was an old people in my 20s. I've had people go, man, you're old. I just always go, "Thank you, son." I can't have an amen. You always say "son" to be demeaning to them, Sonny. And I said, "Well, thank you." And uh, I would just listen to them talk. I even asked sometimes, "Can we just can we ride around the block? Why? Because I don't want to go home. I was enjoying the presence of those I was with." Now, see, here's something about waiting. If you'll just get to where you enjoy being with God during the wait, you won't wait long. Cause it ain't a wait, it's a joy. It's a joy to get there. My dad asked me one time, he says, you want me to go with you preaching up to Pennsylvania? I said, daddy, it's a seven hour drive. Do you want to ride for seven hours? He said, with you I will. I ain't saying no to that, can I have an amen? Then we had car trouble. I had a coal pack, go out on my car, I didn't know it. we pull over, get a rental car and just take off. We had the best time. I wish, I, I gotta be honest, I hated the trip ended. And it was a church that always treated me nice and the pastor, me and him were good friends. He was 20 years older than me, we were good friends. And, and, he, and he honored my dad and had him stand up in the service. My dad did not like at all, can I have an amen? And I mean, why, why did I? But it was a seven hour wait to get there and to come home. No, it wasn't. It was 14 hours of fellowship. Waiting is never waiting when you enjoy the fellowship. So flip that in your heart. I ain't waiting on God, I'm fellowshipping with him. I'm standing with him. See, that's aggressively waiting. Cause to the humble, he gives grace. Can I have an amen? I don't mind waiting on the revival. I don't mind waiting on whatever God's got for me. I don't mind waiting on that Why? I get to be with him. And here's the other kind. The more I'm with him, the more I'm like him. And I'll be like him in those moments when people say, it's your time, you gotta do this. And he says, no, he told his mom, it ain't my time. He still turned the water into wine. But he said, it ain't my time. And there's other times they said, what about it? He said, it ain't my time. But when it was his time, get this. He actually said, let this cup pass from me. He knew it was coming and he didn't want to do it. But what did he do? He was humble. He said, not my will, but your will. So who in here believes that Jesus was given grace? In fact, he, has, he is grace. Why? Because he humbled himself and he obeyed the Lord. Father in Jesus' name we bow our heads and we thank you right now. Right now with our heads bowed, nobody looking around. If you need prayer for anything in your life, if you need prayer for your body, Hold your hand up. If you need prayer for your job, prayer for your family, prayer for something, hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. Okay. Okay. Now here's what we're gonna do. And uh, um one more thing. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, I'm not born again. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Hold your hand up. Anybody at all? Now I did this earlier, I'm gonna do it again. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. I know it. Hold your hand up. Don't look around, but just hold your hand up. Okay. I don't see Lonnie raising his hand, I'm picky, but you better be going down there when you go, praise God. I love you, Lonnie. I mean, I love picking on Lonnie. Love Lonnie. And, um, but he picks back too. And I love that. So if you, if you raise your hand, here's what I want us to do for as we get ready to pray. And I'm going to uh, close out this way because I want us to close out in prayer for one other, for something else. If you raise your hand, hold your hand up. Okay, stand up right where you're at. And I want you to come down. And we're going to close this way. I want you to come down up here um, for whatever it is. And um, um, it's July 2nd, we're gonna um, be breaking in a minute. So when we close this, we'll pray for the food. Now, if you didn't raise your hand and you can, I want you to come up and stand behind them. We're gonna dismiss this way. So if you, if you didn't raise your hand for prayer, come up and just just put your hands, You know, and, and I want us to join together. You can join hands with somebody if you want to. You don't have to, but you can. And um, would y'all two stop and just hold hands? Can I have an amen? I feel like I'm at youth camp. Okay, now here, here's what I want us to do, okay? If, if, if we need something, and some of you raise your hand for healing, we're going to pray. I may, I may lay hands on some of you. Um, but here's what I want us to do I want us to be ready to wait. Somebody says, well, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I want my healing now. Well, see, I believe I'm already healed now. I ain't worried about the other part. Does that make sense? That's not my problem. That's not my job. I just wait. And I wait patiently. I wait aggressively. I wait thankfully. And I don't like it because I want it now. But I'm going to do it with the right heart. Because again, he gives me rights of fellowship. And I can thank him for it. And I can worship him for it. I can thank him for that. So right now, Father, we bow our heads. And we thank you, Father right now for healing. We just lay hands on these, Father, that came up, whether they, no matter what they need. That your power would go in them. Your anointing would go in them. That you would heal from every nerve issue, every uh, uh, infirmity. We command in Jesus' name healing to come, yes, healing to fall, yes. healing to take place, yes. healing yes. to restore, yes. healing to renew, yes. healing to, yes. to, to transition. Yes. That Father, your power of keeping and healing is working, that joints are renewed, uh, uh, vessels are renewed, uh, uh, collagen's renewed. Uh, what is that? A tit- uh, what do you call that? It's a cartilage is renewed. Cartilage is renewed in Jesus' name. And Father, we know that the Word of God says that your Word divides and goes all the way to our heart, all the way to our marrow. So Father, we thank you that our blood is healed. Our blood is right. That our blood produces right. That our blood is um, um, right in white cells, uh, plasma cells, uh, all of it, in iron, Father. We thank you for iron being right. That you bring healing and wholeness and health to all of our flesh. And you make us well, Father, in Jesus' name. We lay hands on every one of these. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name for your goodness, for your grace. Now pray for each other for a moment. Father, we thank you for your work in each other's lives. We thank you, Father, for the healing, the deliverance, the family miracles in each other's lives. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name that you are at work in their life. We may not see it, it seems like we're waiting, but we know you're working. But you are earnestly working right now because we are earnestly seeking you in Jesus' name. You are working in my behalf. You are working in our behalf. In fact, Father, we thank you that you surprise us constantly with how we see you are working all the time. And forgive us, Father, if we've questioned you. But Father, we change that and we thank you that we can fellowship with you. Amen. And we can fellowship and be a part of the brethren, be a part of the family yes. Yes. and receive your love yes. and to give it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Father, lastly, we pray for our country again. Yes. We commit to pray for our country, to pray for ourselves that we would receive revival in our life. We humble ourselves, Father. Keep us humble. Keep, keep, keep us in a mindset to, to remember that you are God and God alone. And it is not us. And Father, forgive us for being judgmental. Forgive us for seeing people not as uh, your children, but as enemies. Forgive us for letting our warfare be against flesh and blood and not against principalities and powers. Forgive us, Father. But Father, we receive your forgiveness. Let's all say that. I receive your forgiveness. I forgiveness. I I am washed in your blood. And I am cleansed. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. I, am right with God, I am right with God. And I have peace. I have peace. And I wait, and I wait expectantly, expectantly for his soon coming. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 And Father, we ask you to bless that food. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now again, what happens tonight? Power. At what Around what time? And if it rains, you will get a... And then we will do it... Next Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. okay, Amen, Amen. And what is right now taking place? Lunch, Amen. So, so encourage you to stay for lunch. God bless you. Turn around, shake hands, love on each other.